You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend, spent time with your family and friends, enjoyed the Super Bowl, if that's up your alley. But plenty to get to ahead on today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. We'll talk some BYU football with the coaching staff completed with the hile of Daryl Funk as the offensive line coach. We'll also talk about BYU versus number one Gonzaga in basketball tonight at the Marriott Center. What does BYU have to do if they want to have any hope of upsetting the number one ranked Zags? We'll examine that. And of course, we will catch up on the weekend that was for other BYU sports. Women's soccer smacks Utah. Men's volleyball bounces back in an emphatic fashion over UCLA. So plenty to recap ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the podcast. Podcast as well. So there you go. The roadmap of where we're going here on a Monday. And without further ado, let's break into it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 8th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast. Focus on all things BYU with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Reminder for you, if you're just discovering the podcast, well, it's real simple to make sure this is always in your podcast feed and available for you guys every day. And all you have to do is hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Himalaya Podcast app, Overcast. Man, I could just run down a whole list of different podcast providers, but it just gives you kind of a sampling of all the ones that are out there. But hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of this show. Getting going here on a Monday. Let's talk a little bit about BYU football. Daryl Funk has been hired as BYU's new offensive line coach. And if there's anything you need to know about Daryl Funk, he comes to BYU with a lot of experience. 33 years, in fact. Most recently working at UT San Antonio as an assistant coach, working along the offensive line there. Most of his career has been along the offensive line, especially since breaking in to Division I football. But this is a guy, folks, uh, first thing about Coach Funk is he has worked at every level of football. Was a student assistant at Colorado State to get started. Uh, worked at Illinois as a graduate assistant. Went to Muskingum College as a defensive line coach, then a defensive coordinator. Made State College, Rhode Island, Northern Illinois, Colorado State once again, Ball State, San Diego State, Michigan, Akron, Purdue, Indiana State, and then UTSA. This guy has worked all over the country, has worked at every level of football from the bottom rungs of junior college, Division Three football, to the very highest at the Big Ten working at Michigan. His longest stretch, his most successful stretch, I guess we should say, would be working alongside Brady Hoke during the time that Brady Hoke went from Ball State, then to San Diego State, then to Michigan. Daryl Funk was along for the ride at all three of those stops and had some decent success uh, at all three of those stops. He coached guys like Taylor Luan and David Molk at Michigan. Both of them won Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year while playing for Funk with the Wolverines. So 
He's actually been able to do a lot of good things in his career despite working all over the country. The one thing I, in talking with some people about the hire of Funk, and this also goes for the same thing with Kevin Clune, is both of these guys are veteran, and I mean veteran coaches. I believe between the two of them, nearly 60 years of coaching experience. I think 58 is the official number. That's a lot of coaching experience. But the other thing I was told about these coaches is both of them bring the fire. They will get after a guy. They will light a player up with the hope of getting that player motivated and getting them back into gear and working hard. That is something that I think that BYU could do a little more of having on the staff as somebody who's not afraid to get in a player's face and be able to motivate them to play a little harder or dig a little bit deeper and find just kind of that inner fire. Does it cross the line at some points? Yes, I think it could cross the line, but you don't keep getting hired if you're guys like Daryl Funk as well as Kevin Clune. If you... Don't do that within reason. I know of Kevin Clune's fire and the just the passion he coaches with because of his time at Utah State. I've also heard other stories about him during his time working at Hawaii, etc. So both of these coaches are going to bring a different element to BYU's coaching staff. Will it jive with the other coaches on staff? Well, obviously they believe so. Kalani Satake is not going to just go hire some guy and expect him to kind of fit within the framework of BYU. He's going to do his homework. He's going to talk to his coaching compatriots around the league, around the country, to dig into finding out who these guys are. He already had a long-standing relationship with Coach Clune. That's very, very clear. So did Aaron Roderick. I don't know much of the connection that Daryl Funk has with BYU staff, a guy like Aaron Roderick or Kalani Satake, but at some level, there is a connection. And this guy worked with Brady Hoke, who is thought of to be a guy who can really get after players. So the hope is, I think, that Daryl Funk comes in with that lengthy, lengthy resume of coaching experience and kind of picks up where Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos left off after they both left for Baylor this offseason. I think this is actually a pretty good hire, all things considered. As I said previously on this podcast, multiple times when talking about the coaching search for the offensive line coach was that BYU was prioritizing one thing over everything else, and that was experience. Think of it this way. Jeff Grimes was and still is one of the foremost offensive line coaches in this entire country. There is no doubt about that. When he came to BYU to be the offensive coordinator, he still worked very heavily with the offensive line. And as such, BYU could afford to have young up-and-coming coaches coach the offensive line, have that as their title, with the fact that Jeff Grimes is going to be there as the de facto assistant offensive line coach. That's why Ryan Pugh was here. That's why Eric Mateos was here. Neither of them had an extensive resume as an offensive line coach, but the Cougars understand they could gamble, have a young, energetic, go get them recruiter as offensive line coach, and what they lacked for in experience would have been made up for with Jeff Grimes and his veteran leadership as an offensive line coach. Now, with Jeff Grimes out of the fold, that made it very critical that you found a guy who had the, I guess, the resume, the background, the just the chops to handle an offensive line unit who's going to be rebuilding a little bit this year, and you have a lot of young talent in, in, coming into the program that needs to be developed. Insert Daryl Funk, and I think that he will bring that passion, that fire, his many, many years of coaching, and he's going to bring it to BYU and hopefully get that offensive line playing as well as they have been the last couple of years. 
I don't think BYU's offensive line is going to fall off that much. At least I would hope it doesn't. If it does, well, that's going to be an issue for BYU because they have, they're breaking in a brand-new quarterback. You need to keep him upright. you got a star running back or a stable of running backs who you can rely on, but the problem is you need that offensive line to work as one, open those holes, those gaping holes at times that BYU had in 2020, and hope you can repeat that in 2021. So that's what Daryl Funk's charge is. He has to come in, take over an elite unit, a, a unit that was a semifinalist for the Joe Moore Award, which is a team award for the offensive line. There's a lot staring him in the face. There's a lot of pieces to work with. He's got guys like Clark Barrington and James Empey there. Blake Freeland's still on the roster. There's a lot of young talent already in the program and coming into the program along the offensive line. And now Daryl Funk gets to kind of put his spin on it. And I'm sure that Aaron Roderick will have his uh, input on what he wants to see from the offensive line, kind of the mentality he wants. But I can tell you this much. In talking with people about Daryl Funk over the weekend, they actually think this is a pretty savvy move because he is going to bring a little bit of that, just that, man, that dog mentality to a coaching staff that maybe doesn't have that in spades right now. And I think Kevin Kloon's going to kind of be that for the defensive side of the football. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Coaching staffs are kind of funny things, folks. Uh, some of them get along famously. We saw that with BYU's coaching staff the past three years under Kalani Satake. They did extremely well working in concert with one another. We'll see if the equilibrium stays the same with Daryl Funk and Kevin Kloon joining this staff. But I'm intrigued, and I, I really do think some good things can come out of this. So we'll see what happens. But hopefully Daryl Funk comes in and makes a kind of a seamless transition as BYU's offensive line coach. So congratulations to him on landing his new gig and looking forward to seeing him as well as Coach Clune and the rest of the BYU coaching staff back on the field soon for spring ball, starting to get these guys ready for the upcoming season this fall. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on Daryl Funk. We'll talk a little bit more about BYU football in coming days and weeks. We need to get back to finishing up our debriefing segments on the BYU football program looking back at 2020. We'll get back to those later this week. But coming up next, we'll talk some BYU hoops. We'll move over to the hardwoods. BYU hosting number one Gonzaga at the Marriott Center tonight. What to expect from that matchup in the rematch from earlier this season. We'll get to all that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag. Folks, did you miss out on the opportunity to bet on the Super Bowl yesterday? Well, never fear. There are plenty of other sports you guys can bet on. NBA's ongoing. College basketball. You've got NHL hockey. Baseball's going to be here before you know it. Take advantage of the opportunity being given to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and while you're there, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, free money, courtesy of our good friends at Bet Online. It's a great way to get your feet wet and dive on in to the new world, the kind of the expanding world of sports betting. Do it with Bet Online, your online resource for all things sports betting. They've got Every sport, every prop bet, everything you could ever want to bet on is available there. And like I said, take advantage of that welcome bonus. Free money, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag and take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus once again. It's all courtesy once again of Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Well, folks, I hope you're looking forward to staying up late tonight. And if you don't, well, I guess you can listen to the Locked On Today podcast and get a recap of everything you need to learn from sports. What Locked On Today is, is it's your daily podcast. It comes out bright and early every morning, catches you up on the biggest stories, the biggest news when it comes to the sports world, and does it in less than 20 minutes. You can catch up on it real quick and do it by downloading it now wherever you get your podcast. That's the Locked On Today podcast. Love that podcast and love that they're part of the network that we are on. All right, BYU host number one Gonzaga at 9 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. Those of you who are East Coast listeners, it is going to be an extremely late Monday night. That's an 11 p.m. tip-off for those of you on the Eastern Seaboard. My condolences to you. It's already late enough for me doing morning sports radio in my day job for the Zone Sports Network to have a 9 o'clock tip. But nonetheless, a huge opportunity for BYU staring them in the face. The game will be televised on ESPN. And it'll also be on the BYU Sports Network, the BYU Radio Network, if you want to listen to it on the radio. But I think the biggest thing about this game, folks, is that the hope was that BYU later in the season would be able to have fans in the stands. And I know Mark Pope talked about this when he had media availability on Friday. He said that they were kind of holding on to hope that fans would be able to be in the stands. As the season's kind of worn on, it looks more and more like that fans just will not be part of the plans at BYU. That is still subject to change. Let's be clear about that. But the deeper and deeper you get into the season, we are in the final month of the season. There's only, what, two, three weeks left of the regular season. It just doesn't look very likely that BYU is going to be able to have fans in the stands. And this week, right now, this is the only game BYU is going to play. St. Mary's had to pause due to COVID concerns. They canceled their game this week against BYU. So BYU could be without a game for another week here. I'm hopeful that the Cougars can go out and find another opponent this week, maybe a non-conference matchup. I don't know what you have to do. Maybe the West Coast Conference has got something in mind, but you got to find games if you're BYU basketball. You cannot have another lengthy spell without games and really get rusty. But what you can do, I think one thing the coaching staff, if you're BYU tonight against Gonzaga, is point to this game and say, guys, we do not have games scheduled this week, either the St. Mary's game for Thursday or the San Diego game on Saturday. So you can, quote-unquote, empty the tank tonight and give it everything you got because you got some time to recover. BYU's next game scheduled is a week from Thursday against Pacific in Stockton. So you have plenty of time to recover between now and then. What is it going to take for BYU to upset number one Gonzaga? <sighs> uh, I think it's going to be a whole list of things. Are, is Gonzaga sitting half of their lineup, their starting lineup? That would help, but I don't see that happening. I really am impressed with what Gonzaga's got going. And I know that this is a BYU podcast, but spare me and give me a second here to explain that Gonzaga, to me, is the favorite to win the national title this year. I don't see any weakness with this team because the one thing I see that happens with this team, despite all the great athletes they have, is they work as a team. They play as a team. They're unselfish. They, they work the ball around. Guys get opportunities with this Gonzaga team when easily another player potentially could be looking for his own shot. That's the thing about it. Corey Kispert leading the league with 19.9 points per game. Drew Timmy, his front court running mate, 18.8 points per game. They're the two leading scorers in the West Coast Conference. And, of course, Jalen Suggs. If you have not seen Suggs play... Uh, you're missing out because he is lights out. He is going to be a one and done at Gonzaga. He's going to the NBA for all intents and purposes. 
after this season, but enjoy him while he's suiting up for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So what is it going to take, getting back to my question, for BYU to upset Gonzaga? Well, if you want to shoot 50% from three or maybe even 60% from three, that's going to keep you within shouting distance. The one thing I think the coaching staff, speaking of Mark Pope and his assistant coaches, that they can point to going into this game is, guys, after our awful start against Gonzaga a few weeks back, BYU ultimately lost that game 86-69. to BYU actually played pretty evenly with Gonzaga. And I know that's ifs and buts or candy and nuts. I know that whole deal. I get that. But you throw out that awful start. What was it? 22-1? to 22-2? to Whatever it was. Just awful. You throw that out. BYU hung tough after that awful, awful start. You got to avoid a slow start in this game. That is key number one. If you have a slow start, Gonzaga's just going to boat race you. They'll run away and they'll never come back within view figuratively. You just got to take care of business from the get-go if you're BYU. Yes, shoot over 50% from three on your home court. That's going to help you. Play lights-out defense. You've shown the ability to lock down other teams this season. Can you lock down the number one team in the country long enough for your, to give yourself a chance to upset a team? Uh, might as well give it a shot, but this is going to be a very, very tough matchup for BYU, if I'm being honest. I'm not going to pick the Cougars. Uh, if you want to say, Jake Hatch, you, you, you're not a believer, go right on ahead. But I just, I don't see how BYU wins this game, but I do think that the Cougars will hang tough with Gonzaga. Funny enough, both of these games that BYU's played against Gonzaga were moved up from their original slots, and they're playing being played just a month apart from each other. The first game was on January 7th. Here we are on February 8th, a month later, and the rematch is here. Do I expect it to be another game where BYU gets beat by 17? Maybe not necessarily that bad of a beating, but I still see it probably being a double-digit game. I know the odds out there at our, with, from, via our good friends at betonline.ag have Gonzaga as a 12.5-point road favorite. That probably sits with right, right, right within the realm of where I kind of thought things would land, but... This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, it was good to hear BYU and the respect they have for Gonzaga. Mark Pope, he understands it, talking with the media. Uh, he says they have such elite passers. They have such good sense for space. Uh, they can just pick you apart offensively. It's the truth. They just The one thing about Gonzaga is they move the ball. Uh, those of you who may be Utah Jazz fans, think of when Utah Jazz, when they are moving the ball at their peak, and the ball is just flying around the court. Defenses have no idea where that ball is going to end up, and all of a sudden they find an open shooter, it goes up and they, they drain the tray or they get a, a bucket, they get a dunk at the rim. When that is happening, that's kind of what Gonzaga does in the college game. They can move the ball with ease and just make opposing teams look absolutely silly on the defensive end. I will give Pacific credit. They did give Gonzaga a run for their money in the first half of their game the other night, but this is going to be a hard hard game to win if you're BYU. You go give it an honest effort. I know Mark Pope will have his guys ready to go. BYU's going to go out there and they're absolutely going to fight tooth and nail. That is a hallmark of what Mark Pope's teams do. They just they play hard. He has proven that in the year plus he's been the head coach at BYU. These teams don't quit. His teams don't quit. So, you go out there, you hope you have some good fortune playing at home against Gonzaga. It's unfortunate no fans outside of family and friends will be there, but nonetheless, you go give it your best effort, empty that tank, and let the chips fall where they may, and 
I would love to talk about this tomorrow night, late tomorrow night. I'm doing a podcast talking about a man, monumental, I tried to mix two words there, a monumental upset of Gonzaga. I would love to talk about that, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. So enjoy the game tonight. We'll see how it all shakes out for the Cougars, but here's here's rooting for Mark Pope and his team as they try and unseat the number one team in the country, and, and in my opinion, the best team in the country this year. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down some of the other news and notes from the weekend that was in BYU sports. A lot of winning going on. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. If you have not tried Built Bar, they have an absolutely delicious lineup of flavors, guys. I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot. 18 unique flavors, but the best part is they're always adding new flavors to the mix. Some of my favorite flavors, 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 I'm struggling today, excuse me. Cherry Barcia is far and away my favorite. I absolutely love that one. Peanut butter, banana bread, surprisingly good. If you like banana bread, you would love this Built Bar. And the best part about all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're unlike any other protein bar I have ever had. Give them an opportunity. You can go to BuiltBar.com now to learn more about them. Use the promo code LOCKEDON while you're there for 20% off your next order. It is a phenomenal way to get the best tasting protein bars into your diet. I cannot encourage you guys enough to give them an opportunity. The best part is low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. They are the perfect complement no matter where you're at in your health journey. Whether you're trying to lose weight, maintain your weight, you're on the keto diet or anything in between, give them a shot. So once again, go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on for 20% off your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, let's take a minute and talk about the most comfortable t-shirts you will ever wear, and they are courtesy of our friends at Home Field Apparel. What they are, they are a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. They have the most incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs, and the best part about it, folks, BYU is part of the Home Field brand. They launched their BYU line on January 19th, and what I love about it is it's all vintage gear. If you are a BYU fan like me who goes back and just loves the logos from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, well, this is the brand for you. Homefield digs through the archives of each school to find unique logos, mascots, or the like to make thoughtful designs for BYU fans and then prints those logos on the most comfortable t-shirts and hoodies you'll ever own. And guys, guess what? I have got an opportunity for you guys to win a shirt from Homefield Apparel. We'll talk more about the details later this week. But if you guys want a chance to win one of these t-shirts and get it for free, stay tuned to the podcast later this week. In the meantime, if you want to save some money on the most comfortable t-shirts you will ever own, ever own, and I mean this sincerely, or the best hoodie you'll ever own, go to homefieldapparel.com, check out the seven unique designs they have added for BYU. They have promised they will continue to add designs as they find them and work with BYU. We absolutely love the gear. I love the gear. I've had a lot of Homefield Apparel gear of my own over the past year or so, so take an advantage of this. So go to homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code 
L-O-C. That stands for Locked on Cougars. L-O-C. You'll get 15% off your first purchase at Home Field Apparel, guys. So like I said, I've got a t-shirt I'll be giving away later this week. But in the meantime, if you want to take advantage of this offer, do so now because it's not going to last forever. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use that promo code L-O-C for 15% off your first purchase and enjoy the comfortableness. Uh, is it comfortableness a word? Regardless, enjoy it. Homefield Apparel, guys, a proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars. It was a busy weekend for BYU sports all over the place, folks. Let's run down some of the other teams that we have not touched on yet today. Let's start off on the pitch. BYU women's soccer opened their season with a 5-1 drubbing of in-state rival Utah at the Zions Bank Real Academy Saturday evening. Cameron Tucker, a preseason All-WCC honoree. Well, she showed that she was... Definitely worthy of that honor. A hat trick in her first match of the season. Good to see that. BYU really just impressed. They head to the West Coast this weekend. They'll take on two more Pac-12 teams. They'll face off against UCLA this Friday and then USC on Monday, February 15th. Big opportunities on the road for BYU women's soccer. But man, is that an impressive debut. And congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood's team. And by the way, Coach Rockwood opening her 26th season at the helm of BYU Women's Soccer Program. She is a living legend, and it's honestly awesome to see. Number one ranked BYU men's volleyball swept number eight UCLA 25-16, 25-21, 25-17 on Saturday to split their two-match series. Bouncing back from the 3-1 loss on Thursday. Good to see BYU getting back into the win column. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez and Davide Gardini both had double-digit kills to lead the Cougars in the win. Uh, Garcia-Fernandez had 12 kills, hitting 800 in this match. And then the 2019 AVCA Player of the Year also had a 9 digs. Gardini finished the match with 11 kills of his own. Will Stanley, their All-American center, had a setter, excuse me, a center, had 30 assists. Also had a fantastic night of his own. BYU remains at home this week and will host Pepperdine in the Smith Fieldhouse in a two-match series on both February 12th and the 13th. That's Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, excuse me, Friday and Saturday, excuse me, I apologize about that. Both matches will be on BYU TV. If you guys have not watched the men's volleyball program, they were the odds-on favorite to win the national title when the season was canceled last year. Looks like they're back on their way to doing that this year. Congratulations to sophomore All-American Zach McWhorter. He set the BYU indoor record in the pole vault, clearing 18 feet, 10 and 3 quarters inches. That is Awesome. Initially broke the school record with a vault of 18.875 before clearing the, the bar five centimeters higher. The previous school record of 18.8 and a quarter inches was set in 2006 by the 2005 outdoor pole vault champion Robison Pratt. So congratulations to Zach McWhorter. Reminder, guys, he's only a sophomore. Who knows what he could accomplish in the rest of his time at BYU. And now, uh, let's talk some BYU women's basketball real quick here. I know we had a couple of people reach out to me talking about, Jake, you need to talk more about women's basketball. Okay, let's talk about it. BYU women's basketball had another fantastic game, drubbing Loyola Marymount 69-50 Saturday afternoon. The Cougars are now 11-3 on the season, 7-2 in the West Coast Conference. It was their 14th consecutive home win dating back to January 11th of 2020. Jeff Judkins has got himself quite the squad here, folks. Uh, Lauren Gustin, Shaley Gonzalez, Paisley Nickel, uh, Paisley Johnson Harding, it's not Paisley Nickel. It's her 
Twitter handle or Instagram handle, Paisley Johnson Harding. They all are fantastic players. This women's hoops team, I know we spend a lot of time talking about the men's hoops team. The women's hoops team, folks, they are going to be an NCAA tournament team as well. They're having a fantastic season. If you have not watched the women's hoops team in action, I would encourage you guys to give them an opportunity. Shaylee Gonzalez, when she is on her game, is as good of a women's basketball player as BYU has ever had. I'm talking about I've seen Aaron Thorne. I've seen the Hampson sisters. I have seen a lot of good women's hoops players in BYU uniform. Shaylee Gonzalez is right there among the best, if not the best, and she is lights out. Lauren Gustin just brings the just the fire, the passion. She's a double-double machine waiting to happen. Uh, Paisley Johnson-Harding, she gets it done as well. There's just a lot to like about this women's hoops team, so if you have not watched them, give them a shot. They're showing a lot of good things this year. They're back on the road this week at Pacific and at St. Mary's on Thursday and Saturday. Both of those games will be streamed on the WCC network. You can find that on your uh, pod, not the podcast provider of your choice. You can find it on your streaming partner of choice, Roku, that type of stuff. Just search out the stadium app and the WCC network is more than likely going to have that for you. Or you can go to your online browser, find the WCC network and watch it that way. And then one final note before we go here on this Monday, congratulations to BYU Women's Gymnastics, the number 12 team in the country. They soared to their highest score of the season Friday night, beat number 15 Southern Utah, 196.825 to 196.175 in their home opener at the Smith Fieldhouse. Good to see a BYU defending their home gym in this matchup. Nice to see them have also their season-high score. They're back out on the road this week as they take on UCLA on Wednesday and then rematch with Southern Utah and Cedar City on Friday. So they'll make the drive down I-15 and then make the drive back and play two mat and have two matches, not play two matches, have two matches on the way home. So there you go. The rundown of everything you guys need to know about from the weekend that was. Probably didn't touch on all of it, but you got the highlights. All right, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for taking some time to join us every day as we talk BYU sports. We'll have plenty more for you guys later on this week. Trying to chase down some big-name guests. I'm not going to throw them out there to, I guess, jinx myself, but looking to have some big names on the podcast here in the next little bit to talk both BYU hoops and BYU football. Stay tuned for all of that, and of course, hey, Join me every day. I'm your insider. I like to keep you guys up to date on everything going on with the Cougars. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you so desire to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show anytime by emailing us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 8th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.